Christmas. You can count on me. Hello, friends. Welcome to Silver Screen and Television Dreams, where me and Bella Ruski are going to continue talking about Paul, Paul Blop. Blop. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop. Which we continue to call Paul Blop. Mm. And now it's getting really hard to actually call it Paul Blart. Yeah, it's becoming a tongue twister. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so welcome back. Hopefully you listened to our commentary and watched along with us. Um, and hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, so, so what was I going to say? What, where was I going with this? Katy Perry's shoes that are scented. No. <laughs> Well, we can talk about that. <laughs> Apparently, Katy Perry made shoes that are scented. Yeah, I was in Nordstrom Rack today, and they have shoes that have Smell Me stickers on them that are produced by Katy Perry, and they're supposed to smell. I think like daisies, you know how that's like her thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could be wrong. Either way, they're scented. It's a weird thing to make scented, but yeah, sure, why not? So uh, if you're looking for a gift get, get for your mom, idea. for your mother-in-law, yes. she would, she yeah. would love it good tie-in mm-hmm. to christmas mm-hmm. so um this is our second part of our thanksgiving holiday special mm-hmm. thanksgiving with paul blart um and yeah so what were your this was your first time seeing it yes so what were your initial thoughts of the movie Ooh. wait before we do that okay do you want to read the synopsis oh i would love to found? i found this really good reddit um post yes so that... it gives us a good view of paul blart Yes. All right. This is posted by our... Oh, no, no. Sorry. Cheerfully with three L's. So thank you, Cheerfully. Paul Blart Mall Cop, the overlooked gem? Question mark. Paul Blart Mall Cop is a film that on release was critically slated, but actually performed well. Wait, sorry. Was critically slated, but actually performed well at the box office, grossing 183 on a $26 million budget. Paul Blart smashed the box office on its release on January 2009, but since then has generally been regarded as a bad film in the public consensus. Let's just stop for a second. <laughs> Why was it released in January if it takes place on Black Friday? Yeah. Why did they not release it in November? Exactly. A two-month difference. Yeah. Like, it, they, it was done. It was edited. It, they could have released it in November. Absolutely. And they chose, they chose <laughs> January to make it. Uh, multiple people chose that. Like, they yeah. all agreed. They were like, you know what? January is a great time the of year for this movie. Point away from Christmas, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> like you're no you're longer. You're done. Thinking about you're Christmas. just recovering yeah. from all the family drama over the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't want to be reminded of that. Yeah, let's put out a Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay, continue. PB currently has a 5.2 rating on IMDb and 43% audience score on RT. I believe in 15 to 20 years, people will realize what a great film PB is. Paul There's no Blart. is. PB is Paul Blart. Okay. Yep. There's going to be some other uh, uh, acronyms that come up. So okay, you'll, you're just going to need to be an intuitive okay. audience. Um, and hopefully this will change. At the heart of Paul Blart Mall Cop is a great and often overlooked performance by Kevin James. Kevin James puts a performance that manages to create a perfect balance of comedy and drama without overselling it. Throughout the film, we are treated to a physical slash slapstick comedy masterclass by KJ who channels the greats like Chaplin and Keaton. Mm. We all know that KJ has great comedic chops, but the heavier dramatic scenes are played perfectly by KJ. 
The scenes with the daughter where he confides in her about his loneliness are subtle but touching. KJ and Rainey Rodriguez, Maya, display chemistry that is often missing in comedy films, dabbling in series themes. And then it keeps going. But that hmm. first part yeah, really got good. me good. I, I think the calling an overlooked gem is is accurate. It's a very, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like that suits it. So you think that this was a good movie? Oh, 100%. Loved it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's a good movie. I I think that maybe I said this on our last uh, podcast, but I've heard so much about this movie and I just, I've, I don't know what had never, I'd never been maybe... I think it took something truly special to inspire me to watch mm. it, and this podcast was it. You it know, so special, yeah. so thank you for You're giving welcome. me the the uh, privilege to find this overlooked gem. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, so, what do you think makes this movie so good? I think Paul's, uh, you know, perseverance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everybody's against him. His True. family. His daughter kind of sticks up. Is like his, yeah. the only one that's really like in Paul's corner, yeah. you know. But I feel like outside of that, everybody's just like hating on Paul. I and know, making fun of him because he's a little overweight. Yeah, and but Paul just Paul just keeps going. He yeah. doesn't care. He and he takes his job seriously. He like does even th- being a mall cop. Like, well, I mean that's obviously his role. But because he didn't get um, the job at the police academy, he could think of being a mall cop as you know, lesser and like not care as much right. about it. But like he's dedicated to it. He's yeah. dedicated to the cause and even that, like he gets made fun of for being good at his job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie, like I, okay. It's probably definitely made for kids mm-hmm. uh, because the like bad guys in this movie, as we discussed, like ride around on like BMX bikes. and skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it also like was for adults because they are like running around with the guns and stuff. Too. Yeah. But, um, where was I going with that? Why was I talking about it being made for kids? Um, Paul Blart. I don't remember. Wow. I got distracted by the BMX bike. So- <laughs> oh, I feel like a lot of times when you watch a kid's movie, it's like pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this movie I had a see... lot of twists and turns. Yeah, the one major twist, which we can get to in a second, but I did not see that coming. Well, yeah, his like protege, mm-hmm. I had no idea was going to turn into the bad guy. Yes, I thought yeah. that was pretty. Are you good. saying like the tall, the big guy that's from SWAT? No, 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 oh, no. His like the one that like comes oh his in. protege. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Did not see that coming. No. Yeah. So that was like oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, and then yeah, then that SWAT guy being part of it too. I think was a, a pretty good twist at the end. I don't know how I feel about that being a twist. Because then it just felt like too many twists. Yeah, like twists for the sake of twists, not yeah. really to like add to the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was pretty good. I think the biggest one was his little protege becoming, like, being the actual bad guy. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. I did not yeah. remember that at all. Yeah. So, it was good. It was a good twist. Yeah. Yeah. So, what... Would you watch this movie again? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Would you classify it as a Christmas movie slash Thanksgiving movie? Like, is it a holiday movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, like, just meets the line. You mm. know what I mean? Probably, like, definitely, maybe just meets yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Well, they are all named after reindeer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, PB definitely m- meets the criteria yeah. more than definitely maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I am curious and I, maybe we need to watch this movie. I am curious how much this movie is like Die Hard 
because mm. I know like people argue if Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not. And apparently it's about a guy trying to get a gift for his daughter or something. And then he gets locked in a store with robbers or bad people. I don't know. And then he like has to take them down. Mm-hmm. So I have always Die Hard is like number one on my to watch list. So maybe yeah. we should watch that movie for our next podcast. Yeah. And determine if it's a Christmas movie or not. Yeah. Settle the debate. Yeah. I'm in. Settle it for good forever for yeah. all eternity. Yeah. This we everybody you can use it as a reference it'll be cross-referenced like yeah, it'll be like at the bottom of a wikipedia footnotes pages. yeah we'll be done referring to this podcast yes. yeah um but yeah i wonder how much paul blart is like a kid version of die hard yeah i guess we could discuss that too yeah so audience get ready yes so i guess our next movie will be die hard yeah there we go we decided it early i'm so excited yeah um so are there any other thoughts that you have about this? I feel like we talked a lot about the movie while we watched the mm-hmm. movie, but are, do you have any other thoughts about it? Generally. Yeah. Um, I, the love interest, the scenes where Kevin James was trying to pursue wig lady. Yes. Were very uncomfortable. Yeah. That was a little distressing, but outside of that great film. Yeah. I feel like the love interest was unnecessary. Yeah. I feel like it was too. Because I, I feel like it was like another element of just making fun of KJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time you say KJ, it makes me think of KJ52, the rapper. I don't know who that is. He's like a Christian rapper. Oh. He does the... um. Uh, the. You looking at my fingers? No. Oh. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. <laughs> coming in hot that song the coming in hot song yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's kj52 kj52 okay but maybe not but i thought it was anyhow (laughs) um no it's not kj52 it's lecrae uh because he says it later like a and lecrae anyways uh so i got so distracted by christian rappers um the love interest I felt like was unnecessary because like he would have been working there on Black Friday, whether she was there or not. The only reason mm-hmm. that she needed to be part of it was because she was texting him. Right. She kept her phone. Yeah. Yeah. But his daughter ends up being there. I think it would have been more like intense or more like more emotionally moving Mm -hmm. if from the beginning his daughter was there Mm -hmm. and so he had to like get the the what are they thief thieves Mm -hmm. out because they were like holding his daughter hostage daughter yeah and she had a phone didn't she maybe she didn't i don't know but i just think that like there could have been you could have just gotten rid of the love interest altogether Mm -hmm. and the movie would have been exactly the same yeah and just put the daughter as the center of why he's doing what he's doing yeah not that i don't like a good love story but i just felt like the love story was weak in general yeah and not necessary if you're gonna put his daughter in it. yeah yeah and try and make a point of like sorry my cat started playing with his toy and it's very cute it's so cute okay go on um something about the love story love story daughter make it a point that was the last thing you said no idea okay but yes yeah i just think it could have been more i don't know moving if it was just about him and his daughter building a relationship yeah 
I don't know. Oh, oh, I think I was talking about just how he, because a lot of the point, I feel like, of the beginning of the film is how lonely he is. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Why do they, because that's kind of like a long underlying plotline of him on Match.com. Right. Yeah. It just didn't, like, hold, I don't think. Yeah. As strongly as, like, could it have been about this man who feels really lonely and feels like he doesn't have what he needs, Mm -hmm. and then he realizes, like, I'm okay Mm -hmm. with the love of my daughter and my mom. Like, I don't know. And then, like, he can find love later. Mm -hmm. Make that Paul Blart, too. Which Which there there is is one. Yeah. (laughs) But you could have put the love story in Paul Blart, too, and just, like, he's okay. Like, he's happy. Yeah. And he finds meaning in being a dad. Which yeah. I don't think he never, he didn't find meaning in being a dad. He was a good dad from the start. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I like the love story didn't hold for me yeah. personally. I just felt like it was creepy. Yeah. It wasn't, they, I don't think they had chemistry, the chemistry that you needed. And I feel like it just like hinders your view of KJ. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of you trying to get you to root for him. I feel like it's just like, this is kind of sad and gross. Yeah. So. And she just doesn't seem like to, I don't know. She has like no, I, I feel like she has no range whatsoever. Yeah. She's just kind of there yes. the whole movie. She, she, I feel like she barely spoke and right. just always makes the same, like trying to pretend to be surprised, like a surprise party right. face kind of thing. Right. I wonder if it had been a different actress, if I would feel different about the love story. Yeah. Who because, would you put as as his love interest? I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine him with anybody else but the girl who plays Carrie in King of Queens. Yeah, um, yeah. But he is in this Netflix show about racing cars. I forget what the show's called. And it like was it was a Netflix sitcom, so mm-hmm. it was, you know, laugh tracked and whatnot. But I actually enjoyed it. And the the woman that like they build the chemistry with, they were really good too. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what her name is, but they had good chemistry, and I didn't even think about Carrie, but the girl who plays Carrie from King of Queens. I don't know who I'd put in that place, but I just wonder, like, could there have been somebody? Mm-hmm. I think Zendaya would be a good option. Well, I was literally <laughs> just about to say they seem like they're so different in age. So Zendaya yeah. would be a great option. Like, she just seems too young. Yeah. She has, like, a 14-year-old daughter. And she herself seems like she's, like, 25. Wow. I just kind of realized Kevin James looks great. Yeah. He's got a great face for yes. how old he is. Yeah. How old is he? I don't know. I think he's in his 50s. He's like Paul Rudd. Sexiest yeah. man on earth, apparently. Oh, yeah. Because he's aging backwards. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds had a funny interview about Paul Rudd. Did he really? Yeah. Saying how he thinks he like, he, or he was just joking, but he was like, he must have like sold his soul to the devil or something. Mm. And whatever he's doing, it's making him, I don't know. It just was funny. Because Ryan Reynolds was talking about how he ages backwards. Mm. Was Ryan Reynolds sex- sexiest man last year? He's been the sexiest man at some point. I don't know if okay. it was last year or not. But Kevin James is 60, 56 years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's not bad for 56. No. Looks great. But other than the love story, I would say the movie is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say it's it's kind of like a nice holiday movie to start with. Yeah. It's not like holiday holiday, but it's like, ooh, Christmas We're going to take it up many notches from going from this to Die Hard. Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs> for Die Hard, though. So, fans, you can join us as you uh, watch Die Hard. yippee Get your opinions on whether or not it's a Christmas movie. And we'll we'll let you know. All right. So, anything else about Paul Blop? 
I think that's it. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts? No. Other than yeah. I forgot how much I like the movie. Yeah. It is a really good movie. Yeah. I laughed so hard so many times, as you would have heard in the commentary. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was pretty good. I also love Kevin James. I think he's he's a good actor. Yeah. Um. So go watch Paul Blart and listen along with our commentary if you haven't yet. And then watch Die Hard and get ready yeah. to listen to our analysis of whether or not it's a Christmas movie next next time. Yeah. Uh. So we have our Hollywood moment of the podcast. Okay, and this Hollywood moment was shocking to me when I heard it. Oh, I'm stressed. Well, you told it to me. This is about Katy Perry's football. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was like, man, I wish you would have told me on the podcast so you would have gotten my genuine reaction. Uh, But apparently Camilla Cabello (gasps) and Shawn Mendes have broken up. I know! Camilla? Camilla Cabello? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when I said her name, I was like, that doesn't seem like that's her name. Yeah, Camilla. Yeah, so that was shocking to me. I had no idea they broke up. Yeah, they so, posted the mutual statement on both of their Instagrams at the same exactly time. Were they exactly the same? They're exactly the same. It was like, we love each other as humans and we'll always be best friends, but we're no longer romantically involved. So do you think they'll always be best friends? I There is no way that you can go from like best friends for years to being like Lovers. so committed. I really... I. And I never thought that I they were the only celebrity couple that I was like they They're will last forever, and I was wrong. Yeah, I mean they could still get back together, but there's no way that you can be friends after something like that. So do you feel heartbroken by their breakup? Like, do you feel like yeah. disappoint? Like I was like, kind of invested in it, yeah. And I don't think I realized how invested I was until they broke up. I think that's how I'm gonna feel if Zendaya and Tom ever break up. Yeah, because I just feel like that's like cute, and they're both so real. And I'm like, that is a great couple right there. See, I feel like they can't last. I feel like they're too different. Oh no, I feel like I hope they. So I good. hope they last, but I think they're so adorable. They're no, I think they're so cute, but I don't know. <sighs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Zendaya chooses very interesting people to date. People that you wouldn't like. She dated Jacob Elordi or whatever the guy from Kissing Booth. Oh, um, for a long time, and she dated somebody else. And I'm like, weird choice, but Tom, okay. Like, but Tom, so cute, and Tom's they like wonderful. actually seem very like, like when you watch their like pre-dating interviews, they're mm-hmm. like they do seem like really good friends. Yeah, but Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello were also really good friends, and now they are no longer together, and yeah. the world is crying. The world is crying, them. grieving along with them. Yes. So that's our Hollywood moment of the podcast is that Sean Mendez is on the market again, ladies. That's true. It's a good way to think about it. Always put a positive spin on everything. Yeah. I guess Camila Cabello is also on the market, gentlemen. Yeah. But that's not as interesting. Yeah. <laughs> At least to, us. Yeah. Miss Cabello. But. Oh, I finally watched. Um, this is total. Oh, side no. Note. The Cinderella. I did. I started that. I couldn't finish oh, it. Oh, yeah. I heard it. Um, but I did watch All Too Well. Finally, the short film with oh. Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. So good. So right? good. Sadie Sink did really well. Also, also Dylan O'Brien is so hot, but Sadie Sink really blew me away. Also, did you see that interview with her before, like, there was even talks of her like being in the mood in the video or something? She had an interview talking about how she would love to be, or no, that her favorite song is or song lyric or something is from all too well so she's talking about how much she like loved that song wow yeah and i was like i wonder if that's why taylor put her in her video yeah but anyhow yes it's that was a good short film yeah i was behind i just watched it for the first time yesterday so it's been like two weeks since it came out but talking about range dylan o'brien oh dylan o'brien king i I just don't understand how he's not a-list yeah 
Like, how can he play, like, such a jerky person? I know. I'm not saying Jake Gyllenhaal is a jerk because I love Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> That's a story for another day. But how can he play a jerk in that video? Yeah. And then he's playing, like, Thomas from Maze Runner. Yeah. And Styles, like, the nicest boy in the world. Yeah. Like, I feel like, though, was... Taylor Swift putting him in All Too Well is really going to, like, knock him up a couple notches, you Probably. know? Help him, you know, reemerge back into the, I... the industry. Well, he has, like, three movies coming out in the next year. I know. There's... He has that, like, 50s detective movie. Yes. He has another movie called... It starts with a C. Clients or something. And then he has... There's one more movie that's coming out. We were talking about it because we were talking about we're going to work towards that movie. Uh, Teen Wolf. Oh, maybe that's not <laughs> No, but he has like a couple movies coming out. So he's getting more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that was we, somehow this always comes back to Dylan O'Brien. This is a Dylan O'Brien podcast. That's <laughs> how it always comes back to Dylan O'Brien. Uh, so anyways, thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah. And um, like I said, get to watch in Die Hard. And we will see you next time. See you soon. Remember who you are. Bye. Yeah.